Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Light the Lightfinger Thief. And here I'm joined by Logar the Barbarian. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian. And <laughs> Logar. So Logar. here we've uh, survived, you know, Halloween, Samhain. <laughs> What's next for us? Well, uh, well, apparently the vampires aren't all gone yet. So we need to go hunt some more vampires? I am Logar the Vampire Hunter. <laughs> we are the investigators. <laughs> I got a little mouth in my hand. A what? A mouth. Your Vampire Hunter D? <laughs> or Vampire Hunter L? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go back to uh, Dragon Mag. We've looked at a few other articles from Dragon Magazine number 162. Wasn't this 1990? It was October of 1990, correct? So this was the Halloween issue from 1990, from 32 years ago at this point. Was it 32 years? (laughs) Yeah, I think 1990 was 32 years ago. God damn it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, so yeah, that's the reality now. That's the world we live in. (laughs) Yep. We're in the future. (laughs) This article is called Hammer and Steak, and it's not about Dungeons and Dragons. Well, not about D&D, the brand of the game. This is about Call of Cthulhu. Uh, the, the, a quick overall view of what this is, is it's uh, it's essentially the idea behind the article is, is fleshing out and bringing vampires into Call of Cthulhu. Um, if you read through it, it kind of tells how there's not been a lot of like werewolves and vampires in the Call of Cthulhu game, and there's not a lot that's been fleshed out, but they are there. It kind of tells you and directs you where to find them. Uh, I, 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 I'm I, trying to remember which edition. I may have the edition of Call of Cthulhu on my shelf this is referring to. This is 1990, so probably second edition would be my guess. No, this would have been after at least third edition, I want to say. I think first and second were in the 80s. I think 19... I, I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the time, and I'm going to Google the uh, and see if we can find out. <laughs> What edition Call of Cthulhu was in 1990. So this was done by Chaosium. So 1986, third edition had been out. In 89, fourth edition was out. So oh. yeah, I definitely have the fourth edition. And I believe I have the fifth edition as well. I had the second edition way back in the day, but I have no idea where that thing vanished to. So yeah, we're talking fourth edition is 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 going on now. There are some, uh, some, so it, it tells you where it talks about the other, uh, you know, chaosium, like basic role playing game. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what? Like, uh, and I, it even mentions in here the fourth edition Call of Cthulhu rulebook describes vampires oh, briefly. There it is. <laughs> page one thirty one. I should go over and get my book. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that one. I I just got like second edition and seventh. <laughs> well, that's so I I didn't get my second edition box until sometime in the mid or late nineties, uh, like right or sometime towards the end of high school, maybe right out of high school. Uh, and I got it. And the story goes that I got it for free because I was wearing a Rift shirt when I walked into a game store and it was down in some lot of old games that nobody cared about. And I asked, oh, how much for this? He said, oh, I like your shirt. You can have it for free. Oh, that's nice. But at that point in time, nobody cared about the hell second edition box. I'll bet you it sells for gobs online now. <laughs> I'm sure it does. I mean, these these did a Kickstarter to reprint it. So I think both you and I got the reprint. So. Yeah, when I got into, I did not get it. I didn't have the money for it. I wish I did. I did not. Ba- I could not back it. I didn't have the money to back the reprint. But when I got into Call of Cthulhu, it would have been the fourth edition that I was getting into in the early '90s. So that's this is the edition that I was most familiar with. 
And it may be mo- the one that I've fourth and fifth, maybe the pretty much the ones that I've ran. I, I, I don't, I've picked up a lot of the new stuff, but I've not ran any of it since I can tell you it was 2014 was the last time I've run call of Cthulhu. Well, I mean, I think the game itself overall hasn't changed that much, but I'm sure the rules that the outlined here should be similar or applicable for the vampire as well too. Yeah. So what we have here is, is, they they actually say that the inspiration for this article is old Hammer Horror vampire flicks, which I think is cool because I'm a huge Hammer Horror <laughs> horror geek. And in 1990, and when I was getting into Call of Cthulhu Fourth Edition, I was watching a lot of old Hammer Horror flicks, especially on VHS and stuff. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we love it. So this is a classic Hammer Horror. So it's not pure classic Dracula per se, right? Yes. So it's it's the it's, and it's even called Hammer and Stake. So they're going for a more Hammer horror flick inspired vampire lore, and they have they they break down the vampires into like lesser vampires and then the greater vampires, and it goes over and it kind of gives you different ideas of how to approach your vampire lore and whatnot. And a lot of this stuff you could just take away some of this the I guess technically specific stuff that they're giving you um, here and you could use this stuff to kind of tweak or create vampires in most any role-playing game the way you want to. Right. It gives you uh, first off, it starts off with the disabilities of the vampire, like what, what hinders it, what can kill it and things like that. So they had like sunlight and running water. And then they all had some, also had some rules about recovery being buried in soil, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it gives you all the rules about having to sleep, having to sleep in your either your coffin or someplace like that with with your home soil type that was on a lot of those movies. I don't know where that came from, but I know it's a big vampire thing only because of old Hammer horror flicks I used to watch growing up. <laughs> so, so we would need to be able to to sleep in soil from like Hamilton, Ohio. Is that how? <laughs> I wasn't born in Hamilton. <laughs> uh so I don't know how that applies. Like, 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 is it where you were turned, where you were born, where you spent the most time growing up? Oh, that could be interesting. Yes. So that's my question. Like, if I were a vampire, where would I have to get soil from? I'm assuming maybe it's just wherever you were turned at the time. Or maybe it's soil from like Ohio. <laughs> soil from just Ohio in general. I yeah. feel that I feel that Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati are vastly different places in many ways. <laughs> yep. And I'm sure the soil is very different as well, too, as is the water. <laughs> yes, yes. There definitely is. There's something yeah, I could expand on that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, there you talk about the lesser vampire, lesser vampire being not as powerful, but also having you know, being able to shape change and needing to feed more frequently, it looks like. But it can't shape change according to this into a, or can it? Can it shape? Because I know they said that the greater vampire has the same powers, but it but it seems that the lesser could, didn't do the like bats and wolves transformation. Or Correct. Whatever. It could shape change into like a gaseous form, but not into animal form for the uh, lesser. And I think that just it's just twenty four hour twenty four hours till they're totally healed. You just got to sleep in your coffin pretty much for a day, and then yeah. if you've taken damage or been harmed, like one of the biggest ways is the stake through the heart. The wooden stake through yep. the heart is one of the biggest ways, and cutting off a head seems to be one as well. But there's also a lot of stuff about like 
uh, being difficult to fight a vampire is they can just turn into mist and take off. And there's not a lot except for magic weapons that can harm you. I don't see a lot of magic weapons in any Call of Cthulhu campaigns I've ran. Although, I'm not, not many. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> not I, many. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I would love to take this vampire stuff from here and insert it into Cthulhu Dark Ages and do some sort of interesting Dark Ages, very hammer and horror inspired uh, campaign of Call of Cthulhu. I think that would be very interesting. <laughs> that would be. We've been talking about doing Cthulhu Dark Ages for, well, we haven't found a time yet. <laughs> so. Yeah, I got the book. I, I, there's a few I others the I need to pick up. There was a there's a there's a few other Cthulhu books I'd like to get. I I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> this is, we're not talking about books now. I can talk about books forever. The Lesser Vampire means of destruction. The Lesser Vampire, in addition to vulnerabilities discussed above, takes minimum damage from and cannot be impaled by normal weapons of any kind. However, and then it talks about being impaled by the wood. You got to get that heart. And it talks about the percentages to hit, like like hit location type things and stuff like that is applicable to it. I think it was something like, was it a was it a 25% chance of hitting the main body or a 40% chance? 25% 25 chance of striking the chest and a 5% chance for, it's the, for the head. head. So I guess you're going to chop the head off and stuff it with garlic? Yeah, so chopping a head off is a pretty difficult thing to do in game. Then what's interesting here is that uh, in this article, you become a vampire just by being drained to death. There's no like, I have to drink the blood of a vampire after I've been drained or drank to death. You know what I'm saying? It's just if you've been drained to death by a vampire, you die from the draining right. of the blood, then you become a vampire. Um, It's almost like an infectious disease, it seems. <laughs> oh, a little bit, a little bit. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to... Read through it. Oh, the skills can be similar as a greater well, vampire. Yeah, and one of the interesting things it gives to here is that it gives you the sanity, uh, the sanity stuff. Or like, if you find out you're looking at a like a greater vampire or a lesser vampire, greater vampire is a little more as a D eight you have to roll. A lesser vampire, I believe, was like a D ten you roll or, or D six you roll, and you lose that many sanity points when you realize what you're looking at is a vampire. It leans into the hypnotism of the vampire. And then it's got something really handy here, which I'm assuming you can probably even... I I'm, I haven't, like, thoroughly examined it and compared it. I have gone through the new... Even though I haven't ran the current edition of Call of Cthulhu, I spent many hours sitting there reading it. Um, and So I'm assuming this would, you could still kind of use this chart here, which is the lesser and greater vampires Call of Cthulhu game statistics... So it gives you character of the characteristics. It gives you the, the characteristics while living, and yep. it gives you what to roll as a as a lesser vampire, and it gives you the dice to roll as lesser's average as the greater. And so it gives you them already rolled up, like what the the uh, stat would be. Yep, for the average. So you can, yeah, so you can just look at the average and use that as like an NPC if you got pulled out on the fly, or if you're looking to roll up your own lesser vampire. Here's the chart to do it with. And then also as a greater vampire, it gives you the how much to roll. Like strength is 3d6 plus d6 times 2. The greater's average strength is a 28 and so on and so forth. The lesser's average strength is a 14. And then while living it, I, I believe that's just pretty much much human stats. So, Yeah, I mean, for the vampire, well, I should face it, any monster in Call of Cthulhu has a pretty good chance of killing or driving your investigators insane. It's not like Dungeons and Dragons where, you know, you have a fair chance of being able to defeat the monster 
at hand. But for Call of Cthulhu, most of the time when you encounter a powerful monster, you tend to run. <laughs> yeah, it's not the kind of it's not like you're gonna just find it and start whacking at it and fighting it in Call of Cthulhu normally. Now there is Pulp Cthulhu, which I think gears itself a little more to combat, but Cthulhu's a deadly game. Um, it's about it's probably got more of a survival element anytime I've ever played it than it does a fight a monster element. And I, I and I'll be honest, I I think that that has influenced me in the way I approach some just D and D in general because I kind of like that. I kind of like the idea that something big, powerful, and nasty isn't to be destroyed. You gotta ah find other ways around it and evade it. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't you can't necessarily brute force your way through it and the. Uh... You know, beat it by combat only. Yeah. Then it talks about using vampires and ca- campaigns um, after the sanity. I, I, and I'd like to, I would, I think it would be fun and interesting to do a vampire Cthulhu campaign or campaigns. I can think of quite a few different scenarios and ways to approach it as uh, as an overall thing. And now the thing I like about Cthulhu is often when I've played it, I haven't played long campaigns, but the short horror adventures. So sometimes over like a few weeks and then it's done. So maybe doing a, a couple, uh, one of the vampire campaigns with what's in here as a short little adventure here or there, I could do, we might be able to do at some point in time on our Wednesday night game, we alternate might be a thing to think about, talk about and look at. Yeah. I would definitely be interested in running something like that. I'm, I don't know if I'm the greatest horror DM though. Sometimes I, I have to get in the mood for it. Right, <laughs> you gotta get in the right mindset, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I do like a good horror game, and I have ran them, but like I said, I haven't ran Cthulhu since 2014, and and I know the ex- exact year it was because I remember exactly where I was living. It was right before I moved out of that house. <laughs> we had set up, I think I said this before, we had set up like candles, and, and we made some tea, and I had this 1920s playlist going, uh, and and. Uh, and we had old tomes of books and all this stuff. We 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 made the atmosphere, set it set it so that it would fit just right for Call of Cthulhu horror stuff. When we were running that that game, it was fun. It was fun. No, it sounds like there's a lot of uh, different types of uh, settings we could do. You know, 1920s, Weird West, uh, Dark Ages, Invictus. <laughs> I I would not I would not want to run the West. I'm not a big Western fan. I was never a big fan of John Wayne, but. I I would be interested in running a Dark Ages campaign more than anything, I think, or even a 20s campaign or late 1800s, uh, like kind of like that. What is it? That London by Gaslight? Yeah, London by Gaslight. Yep. Yeah. So I would be interested. I think the Dark Ages is the most interesting one to me, mostly because Hammer Horror Flicks had this weird way of just being timeless and when they were set. And uh, and sometimes it just made no sense. Like things were far more modern than they should have been. It was like like there was not a lot of historical accuracy. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so I think leaning into something like that for it would be fun. You know, you could do something that where it's you know crossing in between ages of technology, right? You still have gas like torchlight, but you're starting to get electricity as well too. You could. So, you could. So maybe something around that period where it's like <laughs> uh, right in between the uh, you know transition that would definitely not be the dark ages though <laughs> no no that'd be more 1920s hammer horror style <laughs> yeah well i think that's about all we have for today 
If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaloCrom. We're on Patreon, and we could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Roll those D100 for Call of Cthulhu. <laughs>